Constance. And I'm Lucinda. And together in our Kids Law podcast, we're going to take a look at how laws affect children as we grow up. So what are we going to look at in this episode, Alma Constance? Well, I would like to find out more about what happens when parents separate or get divorced. I hear friends talk about what is happening to them when their parents split up. And in our first episode, Brenda Hale said that the courts listen to the views of children. It would be very helpful to be able to understand better how this process works as many children get caught up in the middle and they find it very upsetting. When parents decide to split up, whether they're married or not, it is a really difficult time and very confusing for children, especially as adults are usually the ones to help children sort things out. Let's ask Charlotte Bradley, who's a partner in a law firm called Kingsley Napley, and head of their family law department, and a mediator too. She has helped many families sort out their problems and campaigned for the voices of children to be heard when family relationships break down. She also has personal experience of a divorce herself and is the mother of twins, so she'll be a great person to explain the legal side of things and how children can be helped through the process. Charlotte, welcome to our Kids Law Podcast. We're so pleased to have you here. Can you please explain what happens to children when their parents split up and why do lawyers have to get involved? Well, first, thank you, Alma Constance, for inviting me to do this podcast. Before we start, I just wanted to say that there may be some children who are listening who are worried and anxious about what's happening at home. I know that the last year with the pandemic has been really difficult for lots of families and some children have seen their parents argue more than normal due to the stress and with things like homeschooling, which I know I've struggled with. And as children will know, arguments at home doesn't mean that the parents are going to separate, but sometimes the situation is so difficult that parents decide it's best that they don't live together anymore. If that happens, they may need support from someone like me, a family lawyer, to help them figure out what things will look like for the family after they separate. Now, when two people are married or have a civil partnership, They've made a legal promise to stay together, but things can change and it can then become difficult to keep the promise. When that happens, they need to legally end the marriage or civil partnership, what we call a divorce. Adults often need help to sort out the separation and divorce. There's a lot to think about as there are so many changes for the family. Now, my job as a lawyer is to help one of the parents or partners to make decisions, to work out all the changes that will need to be made. For example, where is each parent going to live? Bank accounts and possessions, all the expenses of the family home and to cover financial support for children. Now, following separation, children are likely to have two places to live and some parents can't agree how much time the children spend with each of them. So lawyers help them with these decisions too. How does the lawyer work with each parent? So each parent can have their own lawyer. I work with the other parent's lawyer to try and help the couple agree all the arrangements, focusing on what is right for the whole family and particularly for the children. But this can take time as many adults are angry or upset as their relationship or marriage has broken down. And these strong feelings can stop them thinking clearly and making good decisions. 
a good lawyer's role is to point out that sometimes what they think they want isn't actually what's best for the children or for the family in the long run. Now, I always tell parents that it's much better for their children if they can listen to them to find out what they want, but at the same time, try and protect them from the anger and upset between their parents. That can be really difficult and it isn't always possible for parents to get on after separation. And children shouldn't worry about this. This has nothing to do with them. It's important for them to remember that their parents still love them and they are not to blame. That happened to me when my twins were only two, which was really hard for me at the time. But my children are now 11 and have grown up knowing that both their parents love and care for them. Parents may divorce each other, but they don't divorce their children. That is what I try and encourage parents to do as a lawyer, but also when I work with couples as a mediator. What is a mediator? As well as a lawyer, I also work as a mediator. And when I do that, I sit down with both partners or parents, not just one of them. And together, we have conversations about the children and money issues to help them agree on those decisions. But also how they can work together in the future to decide what's best for the children and how they can communicate in a better way. Now, my experience is that there are always two sides of the story for parents. That is normal, which is why mediation can be very helpful as the mediator gets to see both parents and another big aspect is the child's views as well. Many mediators also meet with the children if they are old enough to find out what they want as sometimes children can feel really torn when their parents ask them about their views and they don't want to upset either of them. It often helps for children to speak to someone separately. For parents, hearing from the mediator what the children have said can really help them agree what's best for them. Does the court always get involved? And do children always come first when parents separate? There are lots of different types of courts and judges, and there are specialist ones that only deal with families such as divorcing couples and parents. The family court is just a room with desks and chairs and family judges don't wear wigs, which children might have seen on TV. A judge is just someone who makes decisions for the parents if they find it difficult to agree what's best for the children. In all decisions, the judge will decide what is best for the child and the child's safety is the most important thing. But most parents, Alma, will never need to go to court and will agree the money and children arrangements themselves. In law, both parents have what's called parental responsibility, which means that in the eyes of the law, the parents are equal and should be making important decisions about the child's life together. Who can help children if they need to make decisions about living or seeing their parents and how does this work? And if there are more than one child and brothers and sisters have different views? I sometimes encourage parents also to consult with a child therapist or counsellor who can listen to the children's feelings and concerns including young children. And as you can see, Alma, there's lots of adults whose job is to focus on helping children whose parents are separating. It's important to remember that children will never have to make the decision of how much time they spend with each parent. That's the parent's decision, or if they can't reach agreement, a judge's decision. Many children, I think, would feel really worried if they thought that they had to make the decision. The children's wishes and feelings are really important. They are part of our law. The older the child is, the more important. It's also okay if the children isn't sure what it is that they want or if they would prefer not to say. But we will listen to them if they do. It's a bit like a jigsaw. There are lots of different pieces that need to be put together before a decision is made. Now, in a court situation, which we've talked about, a child 
very rarely sees the judge themselves, but sees another adult, a bit like a child therapist or mediator, who meets with the parents or any other important person in a child's life, such as teachers, grandparents or a childminder, and then reports to the court what they think should happen in the future. They might report that children in one family have very different views as to what they want. That's fine. And something that is considered by the judge who'll decide what's best for all, rather than splitting up brothers and sisters who disagree. That's very, very rare that happens. And what is the situation if one of the parents moves to a different part of the country or abroad? Well, I've already mentioned that parents have what's called parental responsibility which means that if one parent wants to move to another part of the UK or abroad, they need the other parent's agreement before taking the child away. What about seeing other relatives, like cousins and grandparents, are going to stay with them? Well, when parents are living separately, it's up to each of them to decide what to do with their children in their own time. And they don't need to ask permission of the other parent for normal day-to-day things like seeing other family members such as cousins and grandparents. But ideally for the child, both parents remain friendly with the other parent's wider family like grandparents, but that isn't always possible. I have a question from Alice and she asks, what about holidays? Do parents take it in turn? So when parents agree the future plans for the children, it's normal for them to agree how the holidays are going to be divided. Now, for many parents, they share the holidays equally. So, for example, they split up the summer holidays, say two weeks each throughout the long holiday, and then they take it in turns to share Christmas or New Year. But for other parents, especially if one of the parents is working, the other isn't, they may agree it's better for the child not to divide the long summer school holidays equally. And for some parents who get on pretty well, they decide to spend important days together, such as Christmas Day or birthdays. A lot depends on how they've resolved things. As I've said before, if one parent wants to go abroad, however, with their child, they need to get the other parent's agreement before they go. And Luke asks, what if a child doesn't want to see the other parent? At what age are children free to do whatever they want? Now, I know that some children don't want to see the other parent. It's important for a child to speak to one or both of their parents if they can and let them know why they don't want to see the other parent. For general things, there are lots of rules that parents have that children will just disagree with. For example, screen time or what time they go to bed. Hopefully children can talk to their parents and agree something that they're all happy with. But I should also add that sometimes children can get involved in their parents' arguments Or they may see, for example, that one parent is upset by the other parent's behaviour. And sometimes that affects how much the child wants to see the other parents. Sadly, adults can be hugely affected by all the stress and unhappy feelings when their marriage breaks down. They find it difficult to hide their emotions from their children, even if they try. And sometimes children hear things that they shouldn't, such as nasty things about the other parent. This can mean that they feel really caught in the middle of the conflict that's going on. What's important is the child finds an adult they trust, whoever it is, a teacher, a TA or friend's parents that they can talk to. I know that some schools provide counselling. Children should ask if they can speak to a child expert like a therapist or a counsellor. There are also, as you probably know, Alma, some helpful organisations out there who can listen to children such as Childline and the NSPCC and their numbers should be available at school or can be Googled. And if any child doesn't feel safe with either of the parents, they should definitely speak to someone they trust or call these helplines.
I have another question that came in from Lily. How long do the arrangements last, and can they ever be changed? Well, as children's needs and wishes change as they get older, the arrangements should be reviewed as well. The needs of a baby and how much time they should be apart from each parent is very different to an eleven-year-old. So nothing is set in stone, and ideally, parents will work together to adapt the arrangements which suit the child. For example, a child may move school, or one parent may move further away, or a child who's now a teenager doesn't want to be going backwards and forwards between their parents every day. If the parents manage to have a cooperative parenting relationship, they should try and agree changes themselves, possibly bringing in help if they need it from a child therapist or mediator before thinking about going to courts. I'd like to ask you a question that we ask all of our other guests: What were you like at ten? And how did you end up being a family lawyer? Gosh, that's a long time ago, Alma. Well, I was the youngest of four children, and was always the ch- chatty one, trying to get a word in edgeways. And I also apparently used to ask lots of questions. I had no idea what I wanted to do when I grew up. I just loved spending time with my friends and family. Now, I didn't study law at university, and I wanted to be a probation officer. Which is a job which helps prisoners settle back into life after they have come out of prison. Anyway, I then decided to study to become a criminal lawyer. But when I was training, my first job, I realised I liked doing family law, and I've now worked as a family lawyer for twenty-five years. Thank you so much for talking to us today about when parents split up. Do you have any final words of advice for children? Especially, what can children do to help during this process? They can see their parents arguing and being upset, and I am sure they would like to find a way to help them be happy again. Well, that's a good question, Alma. The end of a marriage or parental relationship causes lots of emotions, and children will see their parents angry and upset, which can be really worrying. But children must not feel it's their job to make their parents happy. Parents have other grown-ups to help them, and a child's job is just to be a child and focus on things that make them happy. It's certainly not their job to look after their parent. And if they don't feel they're getting enough support or attention from their parents, who may not be acting in their normal way. And if they feel brave enough, children should tell their parents of their worries and concerns, and they can always ask that they can meet a child specialist, as I've described. If that isn't possible, then they should feel able to speak to another adult, as I've already said, a trusted teacher, or even ring one of the organisations I've mentioned. So, Alma, what do you think about what Charlotte told us? Well, it's very good to know that people do listen to what a child has to say when the parents are divorcing or splitting up. There are many people involved in the process to help them. It sounds like most people are able to make good arrangements for children between them without court and always getting involved. And parents are still responsible for children, even if they split up. And it is very important that children remember their parents do love them. Absolutely, and remember, if you have worries, it's a really good idea to talk to an adult you trust to tell them how you feel. This is obviously your parents or carers, and includes your teachers at school, as they are there to look after you too. So tell them that you need to talk to them. You can find out more information on our Kids Law Info website. Keep your questions coming in. We really want to hear from you. So subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. See you soon in the next episode. Bye. Bye.